snap. Classic. Today, on Snap Judgment, a story about vibrations and what happens when you're extremely sensitive and when you're not. Snap Judgment's Joe Rosenberg brings us priceless works of art, a mysterious Japanese businessman, $20 million on the line, and the most ancient and honorable form of ritualized combat. So our story is going to start with this guy. Good Lord, I'm practically making love to this microphone now. His name is Jonathan Randall. I'm a deputy chairman of Christie's in America who spent a lot of his time in the late 80s, early 90s selling material to Japan. Material meaning art. And in the mid-90s to the mid-2000s, going back to Japan to get everything back um, that I'd sold to them 10 years before. The extraordinary thing was you'd go to a trunk room, which looks like that last scene in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, there's things in boxes going on forever. Um, and open a box, and in the box would be a work of art or several works of art, and you'd pick the object up and you'd look on the back of it and you'd find your handwriting from 10 years ago. That's so surreal. It really is like kind of this weird ebb and flow of prestige between people, and, and so long as you're the middleman, um, you know, uh, y- you'll be all right in the end. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the beauty of the bubble market. But of course, Christie's did not have this wonderful pie all to itself. It's a market that is really a duopoly between two auction house giants. There's Christie's and then there's the other place. You mean Sotheby's? Yeah. It's like saying my opponent instead of, yeah. No, that's actually how one normally refers to it, the other place. So it's sort of a friendly-ish rivalry. I wouldn't say it was entirely friendly. In Sotheby's and Christie's, you see, there was one collection they both had their eyes on. The Masprodenko corporate collection was a, was a, a jewel in the crown. It had everything that one wanted to sell at that precise moment. You know, the, the Cezanne, the Picasso, the Van Gogh, their, their trophy names. And, most importantly... It was $20 million worth of business. There was just one problem. Mr. Hashiyama, the CEO who had founded the collection, he was really chummy with Sotheby's. They'd known him for years. If Christie's wanted that $20 million worth of business, they were going to have to win him over. It was very, very hard job for me, Mr. Hashiyama. This is Kanai Ishibashi. She worked at Christie's Tokyo office alongside Jonathan. Just think of her as the client whisperer. She'd been paying visits to Mr. Hashiyama since almost her first day on the job. But he'd been proving tricky. He really doesn't sort of talk about um, business. We talked about art and music and, you know, his great passion for dinosaurs. You know, we, 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 we could spend hours laughing. So he told me that when his company was listed in, in a stock market, which was a very, very important incident, he chose the insurance company um, by throwing dice. Yeah. Yes. So 
I, when, when I heard that story, I was I found it really funny, and you know, he he's a bit sort of eccentric and all that. But we couldn't really read where he his mind was. First of all, how many how many over how many years were you doing this? I think we'd spent six years. Um, six years. Yeah, meeting with Mr. Hashiyama before the auction. That's incredible. And meanwhile, though, um, you, you're not the only person meeting with him. I I would take it. No, 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 no. Sotheby's, they were there all the time. And after both houses had finally given their big presentations on why Mr. Hashiyama should choose them and not, you know, the other place. He came back with this extraordinary request. I received a call from Mr. Hashiyama in the office. And he said in order to determine um, which auction house to handle collection. I would like both of you, Christie's and Sotheby's, to play the game Rock, Paper, Scissors. Yes, you heard her right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Mr. Hashiyama wanted the two biggest auction houses in the world to play a $20 million game of Rochambeau. I, I think there was a moment, a, a moment of silence and surprise, and then what? That's it. I, 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 I didn't really reply back to him. I couldn't really answer him. Like, why are you doing this? And you know, we, we can't really do that. I, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, we didn't know what to do, but it was very clear that it was, it was a very serious request from the client. Um, and so when a client asks you to do something, you just get on and do it. Here's how it would work. Each side, Christie's and Sotheby's, would have the weekend to come up with their choice of quote-unquote weapon. Then, on Monday morning, they would meet at the Mass Prodenko offices in Tokyo, and there they would duel. This was one game, and Kanai's job was to write down one word on a piece of paper. And that word had to be either rock or paper or scissors. So we started compulsively playing rock, paper, scissors, trying to work out how do we win this? Is there some secret to this? How bad are you going to feel? How idiotic are you going to look in front of your, your colleagues when you've lost a collection for, for a child's game? I don't really remember those, those three days. I mean, I was, uh, I was under enormous pressure to think what would be the best strategy. But my struggle was always that I, I knew that there is no strategy because it's, it's just a pure chance. So constantly, whenever I had some moment on a train or walking in the streets, I, I, I suddenly sort of thought about rock, paper, scissors. I had to contemplate uh, between choices. I think it's paper. No, 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 I think it's rock. Then I said, no, 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 I, I shouldn't do it because there is no answer. There is no answer. Let, let, let's stop. But then even though I tried not to think about it, I couldn't really forget about rock, paper, scissors from my mind. Do you think Mr. Hashiyama, do you think he was like just like sitting back, rubbing his hands together like mischievously? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. And meanwhile, of course, she was getting all kinds of advice. Every time I walked past can I? I was constantly like, why do we go with rock? You know, it's the, it's the strong thing. And then there was this guy. 
Uh, my name's Nick McLean. Her boss at the Christie's offices in New York. Where we ran the Impressionist and Modern Art Department. Did you have uh, an opinion about which to choose? No. But obviously the first thing I did when I got home, I was telling my wife about this. And my daughters. I'm Flora. I'm Alice. They were 11 then. They're 20 now. And the fun fact about them is... We are twins. Are you identical twins? Yeah, very identical. One's left-handed, one's right-handed. Mirror twins. And we were in the kitchen of our home in New York, and... He was saying, I've got a bit of an issue. Sotheby's is going to get the steal. We were like, oh, yeah, we hate Sotheby's. And they came back to me quite promptly and said, yeah, Dad, everybody knows you start with scissors. Yeah, scissors is the pretty standard move. So I said, well, how does that work? And they said, well, most people like the idea of going with, with rock. But because they were like super clever Sotheby's, we're like, oh, they're going to bluff. So Sotheby's would choose paper. But you then double bluff by going scissors, and scissors cuts paper. And I said, all right, that sounds good. I said, what if they go scissors? They said, you go scissors again. Because that's what I do. Yeah, you just stick with scissors and see what happens. At which point, Nick called up Kanai. And he said, Kanai, scissors. I think scissors uh, is, is a thing. And at that point, we get into the theater of the absurd. You know, we're, we're about to do this massive piece of business and we're, we're listening to the advice of 11-year-olds. Would you, would you have been willing to go with uh, Alice and Flora's choice, uh, regardless of what it would have been? Would, would that have struck you as like a... At least, I, at least I'd have had someone else to blame if it was wrong. But I wouldn't feel with my gut that, that you know, scissors are the best choice. Or rather, I would say, um, I reached to the point where... I, the situation got beyond my capacity. I think I didn't quite sleep a few days. But on that Sunday um, evening, I, I slept for a few hours. And then suddenly uh, my husband came up in my dream. He said, can I? And he told me what choice I should come up with. Then I woke up and I, I, I saw the window and the sky was beginning to light up. I didn't look at the time but I felt really sort of refreshed. Somehow, my husband's voice really struck me, and I, I didn't even think about, you know, right or wrong, but I felt that it was a choice for me, and I would go for it. So, Monday morning, the car comes to pick me up with her in it, and we start driving off towards the Masprodenko office. And did she tell you what she decided? No. She didn't? No, she was keeping her cards very close to her chest. Did you pro, pro, prod her like, oh, come on, can I just tell me? What, yeah, of what course, you but, you know, you try and get a secret out of her. She won't tell you. At that point, would you have... Um... Happily got out of the car and walked away? Yes. Um, so... Why would you want to walk away, though? I feel like the tension might be unbearable, but how could you possibly not want to be there in that room? Yeah, but it might be it might be like, like watching a kitten being steamrolled as well, because if the pressure was big on me, it was absolutely massive on her. So she had prepared herself and was sort of entering a, a semi-zen state. So we arrive, we're shown to a waiting room, then the two people from Sotheby's arrive, 
Do you uh, recognize the two people from Sotheby's? Yeah, you know, I knew who I knew who they were. Um, but it's it's hardly the moment for you know. Hi, how are you? Um, more sort of a grunt. So we sit one side of the table. They sit the other side of the table. And there are two accountants and a fax machine. And somewhere on the other side of the fax machine, Mr. Hashiyama himself waiting for the results. And we're told to write down the word. And Jonathan actually looked at me and beneath the table, he showed me rock um, with his hand. And um, his eyes were very sharp. And he nodded to me once. I think in order for, to, to make sure that it was, a, it was a good decision. And she's just saying nothing, so... Nothing. Nothing. And she goes ahead and writes down a word. Can you see what word she wrote? It's in kanji. I don't read Japanese. But looking at the face of the accountant holding the piece of paper, you could tell nothing. He was totally inscrutable. He looks at it for what was probably 30 seconds, and your, your heart's in your mouth. And then Maspro person um, opened the envelope and he, he said, Sotheby's, paper, Christie's, scissors. And then they look at Kanai and say, you won. And it was like a huge, a huge weight had gone off her shoulders. But after we went outside the building, we, we screamed. Saved by Kanai. Completely saved by Kanai. Would you be deputy chairman of Christie's if uh, if if you if you had gone for Rock? Uh, no, I suspect I might still be there, but I probably wouldn't be quite where I am now. Really, it really would have had that kind of effect. It would have been a it's a huge career block. You just lost a great big deal. Obviously, he should have come to us first. You never go paper. Paper just sounds that it's not going to win. It's a weak move. Wait, 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 why not paper? Because the other person's going to stick with scissors? It's just a weak move. Whether Mr. Hashiyama himself would agree with that, we don't know. But Kanai would meet him again at the art auction in New York. And normally, you know, clients, they demand the very best restaurants in New York. But he said, well, I won't have a steak. So we went to, um, to the real sort of New York steak, steakhouse, having crumb chowder and, and steak together. And it was a very simple dinner, but it was very nice. Did he ever talk about rock, paper, scissors again? Or did you ever bring it up? No, he never brought it up and I didn't talk about it. But two years later, uh, Mr. Hashema um, passed away. And that was the last time I saw him. Today, Kanai Ishibashi has quit the auction business entirely. She now runs a music school with her husband in Tokyo. And as for Nick's twin daughters, Alice and Flora, shortly after the art auction, Time Magazine ran a section called Quotes of the Week. The Pope was there, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think the President, and Alice McLean. She has it framed. Yep, it's framed. (laughs) In the house. (laughs) What was her quote? Everybody knows you go scissors. A special shout out to Carol Vogel over at the New York Times who first reported on this story back in 2004. 
for a link to her original article and more, check out our website, snapjudgment.org. That piece is produced by Joe Rosenberg. It's about that time. But you're thinking to yourself, that, 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 that's not enough snap. Stories are life. I need more in my world. Well, I've got the solution. The Snap Judgment Storytelling Podcast. Subscribe now at snapjudgment.org. And this is PR.